Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, April 2nd, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Lozan, and welcome to Manager Tools. If you're new to the show, Manager Tools is a weekly podcast focused on providing specific actions you can take to improve your managerial effectiveness. And today is no different. Have you ever wondered what people know about what's going on in your organization? If you've ever noticed people behaving strangely, remember that whatever they're doing makes sense to them. If you think what they're doing is not helping, they would disagree with you. It's probably because they don't know what you know. And the reason they don't know what you know is that you haven't told them. This week's show is about one of the least used, highly effective tools that we know of. We're talking about the skip level. The skip level is a meeting between a boss and his or her direct reports directs. If you're wondering why you'd want to do that and how scared your directs will be and how to do it, well, this show's for you. Now, sometimes happens, this show went a bit long, and so we'll cover the first of two parts today. Here we go. Now, we've, we've mentioned on our podcast skip levels quite a bit, but I don't think we've ever really gone into them. No, we haven't. We both love them. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think I mentioned in one of the podcasts that the skip levels were probably one of my favorite management activities of everything I did. That was the one, that was the thing I enjoyed the most. What, what made you enjoy them so much? Um, you know, it, it frankly put me in touch with my people. It had gotten to the point where, you know, as you kind of rise through the, the ranks you get a little out of touch with what's going on and every time I had skip levels I was reminded of what we did you know it wasn't all about going and getting budgets approved and getting projects approved and Mm -hmm. selling new ideas in the end in my particular case we developed software and when I sat down with the the developers I got re I got back in touch with what the organization did right Um, and the other thing was that um it's amazing. Well, it's not amazing. Everybody on this listening to this podcast knows how rumors and things like that flow through an organization, and um, it, and those are the ones, only the ones you hear about. It's the ones you don't hear about that are equally as surprising or more surprising. And so, in general, I, I just felt I communicated better with my team. I had a I had better touch with what was going on. I had a better feel of the ebb and flow of the organization, what challenges people were having, what what um, was important to them. And, you know, I could take that information back to my meetings with my directs and we could make some different decisions based upon a, a more fundamental knowledge of the of uh, the needs of the organization. Yeah, the reason I like them so much, Mike, is when I see clients use them, they always come out of them going, my gosh. I thought I had told everybody that every possible way I could. And, and, and what he, what this person meant was all of his directs. And he said, it's just clear that they didn't even bother trying to communicate down one level. Uh, so for me, the, 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 and, and you know, Horseman's law about that, that you say something seven times after people will tell you they've heard it once. Um, but, but my, it reminds me every time I see one or I'm involved with one in some way, how hard it is to communicate and it reinforces my belief, say the important things over and over and over again. If you do that, you'll actually get it into people's minds. It actually works. But, 
But if you just if you just touch on one thing and move on and go from project to project and budget to budget and so on, people feel untethered, and it just the skip level reminds people at all levels. I mean, I've done with CEOs down to just frontline managers and and directors, and it's just painful. It, it just is. It, it just you you can take away a negative, which is this is way too hard, or you can say, "Gosh, I have got to spend more time communicating." Otherwise, people won't know what to do because they are not connected to the big picture. Yeah, it's amazing the number of times that I was sitting at a skip level and we'd be talking about something that was going on in the organization. Uh, sometimes something I started, and uh, the assumptions people had as to why we were doing certain things was just always flabbergasted me. And um, now it changed over time, but initially when I took over the organization, the assumption was always the absolute worst, absolutely worst possible perspective or from a from a employee's perspective right uh, versus assuming the best right which <laughs> and and you know what lacking information and and being privy to rumors and so on while you may say gosh that's not the most effective way to be on the other hand lacking any countervailing argument um i can see why people think that uh, particularly if they have a history with somewhere else where they didn't pay attention, and they ended up getting their short end of the stick. And so they say, "Well, look, it's a it's a coping mechanism for me to assume the worst, so that I'm, I, you know, I never get too involved and never forget that my career is mine, and my company really won't take care of me if the stuff hits the fan." So now we, um, you know, back on one on ones, we we talked about what was a one on one and what wasn't a one on one, and simply a one on one is a very specific meeting with a very specific agenda, right? Um, do you, do you have similar thoughts as to what a skip level is and what some other kind of meeting in all hands, for example, might be? Yes. Skip levels are regularly scheduled meetings between a boss and his directs directs. Um, and we call those people who are directs directs skips. It makes it a little bit easier. Um, otherwise, we'll be saying direct all the dang time in this cast. Um, and they have a specific purpose. They are their their purpose is to improve communications by with two key factors. One, providing that senior manager a forum to communicate deeper and differently to his or to her organization, and B, more importantly, it allows skips to ask questions. And to go a, step, a little bit further in terms of detail, in terms of the definition, the in between managers are not present. Um, good ones are scheduled in advance. They follow a specific agenda. And a lot of managers mistakenly believe that it's roughly equivalent to an all-hands. And in no way does a skip level take the place of or serve the same purpose as an all-hands. A skip level is designed for you to learn as much about the information as they learn from you about what's going on at levels above you. Uh, an all-hands meeting is designed strictly... Um, as a waterfall and a a um, a very specific waterfall where you want to make sure that everybody gets the same message, um, and it, you're essentially you know you're communicating to everybody all at the same time, and that way everybody got the same message. Of course, they won't say they got the same message, but um, and all hands includes everybody at all levels. So your directs and their directs and on down the line, um, however many people might be in your organization. Whereas a skip level excludes everyone but the layer two levels below you you in other words your skips okay and 
What what do you expect? Uh, let's say one of our listeners implements a skip level. What do you think is going to happen? What what's the what's the outcome of the skip levels? What are they going to see in their organization as a result of conducting those skip lo- levels on a monthly or quarterly basis? Yeah, I, I think in the first couple, Mike, the thing he'll the thing he or she will see um, is how disconnected they are from their skips. Um, that that what they tell people or what they know their skips do not know in some cases it may literally be poor performance on the part of their managers not doing their job it may be a function of the operational tempo the op tempo the army calls it you know where uh, you're just so darn busy you don't have time to get all this stuff out Um, and you learn a great deal more about what it is your people are doing and you get a chance to align them and i've actually seen many where you're able to say, no, let me correct the record on that. It's, we're not doing A for this reason. We're doing it for this reason. And the, the, the audible sigh or the, the sense of relief um, is very, very powerful. And, and I've had many managers come out of these meetings shaking their head going, gee, I thought everybody knew that. In fact, if I could say one phrase that I hear most often coming out of skip levels when they first started out is, gee, I thought everybody knew that. Yeah, I found it just very, very effective as a feedback mechanism. I did not try to uh, solve all the communication problems in the skip level. Right, exactly. Um, rather, the skip level was feedback about what was working and what wasn't working, and then I could go back and try it again until I got the message right. Yeah, and you you simply don't have the bandwidth or the leverage to do it to, to, to solve the communication problem in the skip level. You can address a particular concern or whatever, um, but but the larger issue about the underlying system that caused the issue, which is the communication issue, the communication processes, um, those take time to talk to people because communication ultimately resides. Communication is all about the communicator and the listener. So it takes it's just hard work. People don't want to do the hard work. Many people don't want to do the hard work of communicating everything in a detailed way that will help people understand. And, you know, we joke about high Ds and high Is. We talk about the disk profile. But if you've got a high D manager who's always thinking about, i got 35 things to do today, I'm going to make it happen, the chance that a high S or a high C who works for them gets what they need to know in order to really do a great job is probably pretty close to zero. Um, so, so, this is, so having a bunch of... You know, in your case, having a bunch of developers who want a lot of detail in order to be able to make good decisions about some of the intricate stuff they're doing, if they're working for a bunch of high D managers, which is not unusual in the IT space, for example, um, it, they're going to struggle at times to get to know what they need to know or what they feel they need to know in order to be as good as they can be. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, I, it, you know, it's, it was pretty clear after doing several skip levels as to um, kind of where my strong managers were and where my weak managers are. Now, this can make people feel uncomfortable um, about skip levels, perhaps, or uh, having one's folks participate in a skip level with your your boss. Um, in my case, I made it pretty clear. I'm going to go talk to people anyways, you know, ma- managing by wandering around and right. all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to get feedback from people directly, whether it be in a skip level or not. So, you know, get past the fact that uh, I'm, I'm going to draw some conclusions based upon what I hear in skip levels in terms of how effective you are as a manager that you know sounds bad but that's 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 just the way it is yeah yeah i i i have no bones about telling the managers look it's going to become obvious which one of you are doing a good job communicating and which one aren't now you can you can you can decide that you don't like that you don't like me finding that out um and that's fine you can focus on 
the spotlight being on you, or you can ask yourself what you can do differently in order to communicate more effectively. And the fact that we know that communication is critical and we're not doing as well as possible is better than knowing it's critical and not realizing that we're not doing a very good job. So uh, it just points out that there's probably work to be done. And, you know, as important as communication is and the kind of organizations we're in now and the speed we go, uh, we go out every day. Um, you, you've, you've got to be aware of where your weak links are in terms of communication. Some people yeah. will see it as, as pejorative, as, as punishment. Um, that you're going to coach them on it. Uh, other people will say, great, let's find out where the weaknesses are and plug the holes. Okay, so we agree on kind of the value of skip levels. Right? Let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the base logistics of a skip level. How do we arrange them? How do we conduct them? Let's talk about that a little okay. bit. Okay. As a general rule, I recommend a quarterly skip level. Um, you know, I've had some people try to do monthlies, and it depends on the size of the organization, uh, how many people are, are at your skip level, if you will, how many skips you have, um, it, it, you know, and that's great. I mean, if you can do it more frequently, that's great. Um, um, I, I think that if you've got a couple of hundred skips, it's going to be really hard when we put limits on the number of people you should have in the meeting um, doing, you know, skips on a quarterly basis. If you do them twice a year, I think that's great. If you're only doing a skip level once a year, don't even bother. Well, I, I uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's the dark mark coming out. I, I wouldn't say don't bother. <laughs> it just, you know, d don't expect to have a, a lot of impact. There's a, there's an old joke about reviews. You know, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback about our performance review show, Mike. And I, I think I started it with my favorite joke about performance reviews, which is performance reviews, the, the managers who don't like performance reviews and employees who don't like performance reviews are, are the same people who diet every every year on their birthday and wonder why they don't get skinny <laughs> so if you only do one skip level a year don't expect things to change in fact people will roll their eyes and say oh he's going to go touch the people but in fact nothing will change he'll go right back or she'll go right back to being the the boss that she was before so generally a quarterly target um that's not a hard and fast rule some people want to do them more some people want to do them less i wouldn't do them less than twice a year um, um okay uh, if you have more than 20, and by the way, the rule, let's jump and say this. Uh, rule number two or logistic, logistical ground rule number two is no more than 20 attendees at a time. Yes, you can do 25 if you want every once in a while, or you could do as few as 15 or even 10. I find that if you get more than 20 people in a room, people start disappearing. You can't contact closely more than about 20 to 25. Some people are good enough to do 30. Um, but I find as a general rule, most managers, the guideline I, I recommend is, a, is around 20. 22, 23 is fine. You know, it's not a hard and fast rule, but um, you don't want, you don't want to have one skip level one with 50 people. That's not a skip yeah. level. That's just a well, I, big meeting. Yeah. Well, I, I found out that if, if I went above, you know, 18 or so was kind of my magic number for I have no idea. Don't ask me how I came up with 18. But that was that was the number that I tried to keep things down to. And, and I found that after 18, it it, it felt more like an all-hands yeah. than it did yeah. a skip level. It, it became more me talking and them listening versus the interaction that I was looking for. You know, that's a good point, Mike. Maybe we ought to modify it and say 15, even though that may mean an extra meeting for people. I, I you know, I could do 30. I, I wouldn't have any problem doing 30. It's harder, right? But, I, but I'm... 
I speak a lot and I know how to reach out and I'm very good at communicating in groups like that. Um, I've written speeches, given speeches and so on. Um, so 30 and 18. So you're roughly twice as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to whack you upside the head next time I see you. Um, but, but, but I, I think as a general rule, if somebody's saying, well, gee, can I do 20? Do 15. Um, the, the intimacy that you get out of 15 will far outweigh the fact that you have to do it a second time. Okay. The, the whole purpose of this is the, the more they hear you, the more they get to know you, the more likely you are going to have communication because communication and trust go hand in hand. Um, now, what that means is you have to do more than one. Try to get them done as close together as possible. You don't need to do four in one day, and probably I wouldn't recommend more than two in a given day. Um, but, but um, you know, and maybe you need to take three or four weeks to get everybody done, although that would be a long time. The problem is if you do one a week for a month, things have changed enormously in the intervening three weeks. And ginning yourself up to get ready for an hour and a half long meeting, which is probably as long as the first one was going to be, um, each week, you don't get any synergy from the fact that you recently had one and you can remember the basic ebb and flow of your meeting and so on. You're going to be starting from scratch each week. And we don't want to make this so hard that managers say, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so even if you had if you had three to do and you wanted to do them Monday, Wednesday, and Friday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think that's great. The closer together you can do them without killing yourself, um, again, no more than two a day. That's generally a good plan. Okay. Um, now, one way to reduce the feeling that it's a meeting, that it's an all hands, that it's a waterfall, is providing some food. Now, I say food, I don't use the word meal. Uh, I don't think a meal is necessary. Um, budgets being what they are everywhere, people are leaning out. Um, but if you've got budget and you can buy a, a sub sandwich for everybody or you can buy lunch for everybody, great, lucky you. Um, but don't not have one because you don't have any budget for, for food. Donuts and coffee in the morning is great. A big sub sandwich at lunch, everybody gets a slice, could be great. Or even just, you know, soda and water and, and tea and coffee to go with somebody's brown bag lunch is fine. Um, the, the important point about the food, not meal, but food, is that it sends a relaxing message. And if you're going to do it in a room that can handle 20 people, you're probably going to be in a conference room, probably a room you're in quite frequently as a manager. And if you're standing up and they're sitting down, that entire room and the structure and the physicality of it reinforces you're the boss, they're not. Um, and you need something to mitigate that. And one thing that does that is food. Okay? Yeah. I, I always did it with food. Oh, good. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, we always did We did breakfast. We'll, we'll talk about why breakfast later on. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I find that late in the day does not work. Um, people will... Uh, you start doing skip levels, your people will come. They, uh, unless you're in a really, really difficult situation where things are really uh, dysfunctional. Um but late in the day, people are tired. They're not as crisp. You're not as crisp. Um, and you want your people that have been in this, in this meeting talking to each other afterwards. So you don't want them leaving and all going their separate ways like a diaspora. Um, and you also don't want them itching to leave. If you're scheduled to finish at 5 o'clock and you start at 3.30, at 4.45... Even if you're certain you're going to finish five minutes early, they're looking at their watch every minute if they've got childcare issues or traffic issues or what have you. 
I mean, I remember some folks there in Pentagon City with you, Mike. I mean, they wanted to get out at a very specific time because they knew traffic was enormously different 15 minutes later than it was 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, um, absolutely. And particularly in the morning, of course, as well for you. Um, yeah. and, you and you don't want to make them too long either. Right, you know, yeah. I, I, the duration's important. No longer than 90 minutes. And I would argue that after you get a couple of them down and you're comfortable, try to get them to 60 minutes. Um any meeting going longer than 90 minutes, even if you think it's a wonderful meeting, people start feeling uncomfortable. They just can't handle. The human brain is not really good at focusing on anything more than 90 minutes. And arguably, some human brains are not good at focusing on anything more than 11 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I got about five minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know, um, but but here's the thing. 90 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever the length, no matter what, 30 minutes of the time for questions. So if you've got a 60-minute meeting, half the time is for questions. Um, if you only leave 15 minutes for questions, here's what happens. You end up running over by five minutes because somebody asked you a question in the middle that you want to cover, and so now you only have 10 minutes, and then some people start itching to leave, and then some people don't want to be the bad guy that asked the question two minutes before the end that takes four minutes to get answered. So you've got to leave 30 minutes so that you'll guarantee yourself 25 minutes of good Q&A. Yeah, uh, I generally don't recommend. I you know sixty minutes is the minimum because if you're going to do thirty minutes and you're going to cover the points that we're going to suggest you cover, um, you know I, I don't recommend going shorter than an hour because again it it, it tends to impinge upon your your Q and A time. Um, and hey, if you finish early, that's great. You just don't you know you. you that leaves more time to answer questions. I wouldn't shorten the Q&A, or I wouldn't say, okay, the Q&A, I only took 15 of my 30 minutes, so now Q&A is only going to be 30 minutes and then cut it off. If somebody has an hour scheduled with you and that gives you 45 minutes for Q&A, so much the better. That's a good way to do it. And I generally, you know, one more point about sort of logistics. I'm not a big fan of making copies for people. I had I the only reason this this is in there, Mike, is a couple of years ago a, a manager and I fundamentally disagreed, and and you know it's fine. I mean, certainly he was a client, but but I I assessed it with his people, and they all felt like he was going to give them a briefing, and he gave them a stack of powerpoints, you know, in the course, and they were flipping through it during the course of his Q and A session, and it didn't have that. It didn't gel quite as much as a bonding slash communication experience. It was more perceived as a briefing followed by some questions that were usually about the operational stuff that he was talking about. And it wasn't necessarily big picture stuff or HR stuff. It wasn't what the employees wanted to know. It was stuff about what they had been just been briefed on. So the manager, the manager was essentially narrowing the scope, but in my opinion, therefore ruining the value of the skip level. Yeah, that's a good point. And I hadn't thought about it until just now. And, and I'm curious as to what you think. You know, just like a one-on-one, the focus of the one-on-one is the focus on the employee, yep. the person you're meeting with. The focus on skip levels is the skip, not not you and not your agenda. Good. I, at least that's how I that that's kind of a distinction in my mind uh, that I probably hadn't articulated until now. Kind of the difference between or difference between how I feel uh, view a an all hands and a skip level. Yeah, and I think what most I think that's good because what most people would do if I had one minute with all of our listeners, they would say, "Oh, I'm going to have a meeting with my skips." Okay, great. So I'll put together some a couple of slides and talk to them about this and talk to them about this and talk to them about this, and they would immediately start making it about their work and their agenda and so on. And they need to do a little double clutch and go, "Wait a minute, time out. This is about the skip. The real purpose of this is that 30 minute Q and A." 
I do have them in the room, and so I want to cover a couple of high-level things. I want to reconnect them with the high-level stuff that makes work satisfying often. But you're right. That, that should be a fundamental recurring theme in their head. It's about the skip. It's not about my, it's not about my agenda in the first 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah, it's interesting. I, probably <clears throat> maybe, a, maybe a, a year into my skip levels, uh, I had several skip levels where the introduction part was maybe two minutes and then the rest of the uh, 88 minutes left was questions and answers. <laughs> now, see, th- this, is what, this is why we're partners. Um, that's, that is the ultimate skip level. But I don't share that because I'm afraid that people in their first meeting will say, okay, hey, any questions? And they'll have 25, 20 skips look at them going, what are you, nuts? Yeah, it, it, we yeah, don't it trust work. you. We, we don't trust you yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it no, it takes a while, but um, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Okay, good, um, good. When we get into some of the details, so that's some of the logistics, and then we've got some planning to do. Okay, we know we're going to have a regularly scheduled meeting. We know that we're going to invite our skips and not the managers between us and our skips. Um, so here are some suggestions, some guidelines, if you will, um, for planning the meeting, essentially getting ready for the meeting. Um, uh, we recommend that you notify your directs in a sta- in your staff meeting, in your weekly staff meeting. Please, everyone, have weekly staff meetings, not on Monday morning. We don't recommend you do it by email, and we don't recommend it by in your one-on-ones. Um, and the first person to post to our boards why you do it in your staff meeting, as opposed to one-on-ones or by email, gets the book of their choice sent from me and Mike, from our reading list. So um, that'll encourage people to go to the discussion forums, which continue to get. I mean, I, I, I know we're big on time management, Mike, but I was on the discussion forums until three o'clock in the morning last night um, because we had great questions. So we encourage people to use the forums. First person there gets the book of their choice if they give the right answer, not just any post, but give us the right answer why you want to do it in a staff meeting. Okay. Now, um, second thing. And this is really where I think for, for many people who recommend skip levels or talk about them as a communication device, I, I part ways with a number of people. I actually tell the managers that their role will be administrative and their job will be to get their people to my skip level. Um, I generally don't recommend if you're high enough up to have an admin, I don't recommend using your admin to do this because 18 to 20 people a day or even two a day over the course of a week, if you have four or five, if you're, if you're senior enough to have an admin, you may have 50 to 75 skips hypothetically or more. Um, if that's the case, um, it's going to be a real burden administratively. More importantly, it becomes all about you and them, uh, and that tends to defeat that tends to be a distinctively different way of what most, how most things are communicated in the organization. So you want the organization to hold up its end of the bargain in terms of communicating something that's coming up. Um, and that means waterfalling it, telling your managers that it's their responsibility to um, communicate this meeting, when it's going to be, and so on, um, and asking them to carry the water for you um, and, and, and to notify and who, their folks. Um, and, and who? And this is where we may differ in terms of how I executed them. So um, this might be this might be instructive for me. Um, who selects those people who are going to participate in the skip level? 
Are you suggesting the, 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 your subordinate managers do? No. Oh, gosh, no. I'm sorry if I said that. If, if I led you to believe that, that's just that I'm just I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, no. Anybody who reports to your directs is coming. You, you, you know who those people are, and you're telling them, here's who's coming. They don't get to choose. Their, their only job is to get everybody who reports to them to the meeting. They don't get to say, well, I'm going to exempt him, and I'm going to exempt him. Or really, you don't probably need to talk to him. He's really busy right now. And you look at him and say... Oh, or he doesn't like me. What's that? <laughs> or he doesn't like me, and he's going to tell you yes, something. Yes, well, of course. They, yeah, they're not going to say that, right? They're going to use a euphemism, which sure. is he's really busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, 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 there's no decision to be made by the subordinate manager other than when am I going to tell my folks where they're supposed to be at what time? That's that's yeah, all I okay. want. Okay, okay, good. I, I thought we might have our first really heated argument. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm marginally intelligent. Uh, that would be really dumb. Um, okay. So now, um, and then now now here's where really the loop comes back. A week in advance, I want my subordinate managers to let me know who's coming to the meetings. So, and this obviously applies to multiple um, meetings as well as to individual so that if, if you know if I have 30 skip levels um, 30 skips I'm going to want to know who's coming to what meeting I'm not going to re- require everybody who goes who reports to manager a to come to one skip I don't care how I don't care how they're spread spread around but I want to know who's coming to what because I want to be able to keep track of who's coming and I want to be able to validate that against what managers said um, do you recommend that um that you make these the, the invitees it becomes a mandatory meeting or is it a voluntary and I'll, I'll just tell you up front and then you can tell me maybe why i was wrong but i i always made them voluntary um and I, I never required those that were invited to attend it was always voluntary now i must tell you 96 percent of the people who got invited showed up oh i totally agree they're voluntary i totally agree um my point in asking the manager to let me know who's coming is I want to make sure the word's getting out, okay? Now, I'm going to tell them it's voluntary, but, you know, check with your folks and see who's planning on coming. Um, and I'm going to want to compare manager A versus manager B. If manager A has all of his people there, as long as I can be sure he didn't browbeat them, if manager B only has half of his people there, I'm going to raise an eyebrow. And that's a data point for me to start paying attention to. So, no, yep. it's not it's not mandatory. But but what I don't want to have happen is have a manager not communicate it well and then blame it on the fact that it's voluntary because none of his people showed up. Yeah. Okay. Because that's part of the process here is we're trying to figure out where communication is weak. And usually yeah, communication absolutely. is weak with weak managers. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Um, now, I also say, you know, one week in advance you want to hear who's planning on coming, but at the same time, you need to give yourself three weeks in order from the moment you announce this in your staff meeting um, – Give yourself three weeks. It'll it'll take that long for the word to get out, for notification to happen. You need some time to prepare. And as I like to say, when it gar- regards to one-on-one, you've been doing your job for years and you haven't done one-on-ones. Three more weeks is not going to kill you. Um, and it, it, it'll it'll be good for you to take your time and schedule some time each week a little bit to prepare your notes and get ready so you're not scrambling around so you look like you have your stuff in one tight little bag when you're presenting to... 20 people who are looking at you for a lot of answers and advice and guidance. Okay. Um, In terms of physicality, get a room where everybody can sit down. Um, I've seen some people cram some people into a smaller room. It's okay, but it's not as good. Um, I don't recommend you as the manager sit down. Um, 
if you're in a conference room, which is what I've seen happen hundreds of times, the manager or the, the senior person sits at the head of the table and there's a real sense of this is just another meeting. Um, and I, I even say if you can do it not in a conference room but in some place where the chairs are a little freer to move and you can kind of address them and, and have a relaxed posture. We don't have time to cover the subtleties of a relaxed posture here, but um, I think that will be very, very powerful um, rather than everybody standing up and getting uncomfortable standing up for an hour and a half. All right. Any, anything else on the planning piece? I think you covered it pretty thoroughly. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, some of this stuff, obviously logistics you could call planning. Some of the planning you could call, call logistics. Um, no, I, I think that's it. I think, I think now really the thing to do is to, to uh, talk about the agenda and then also to, to give them some guidance regarding delivery, how to actually deliver the meeting itself. Well, let's stop right there. We'll pick this up again next week, right where we left off. Before we go, a couple of notes. First, one of our listeners recently told me he was surprised to learn about a registered members podcast. Now, each month, Mark and I do a special monthly podcast for those who register on our website. It's free, and all you have to do is go to www.manager-tools.com and register. You'll then have access to the registered members section, clearly marked on the homepage menu. You'll also find their instructions on how to subscribe to the special members-only podcast. This month's show will be out shortly, and you won't want to miss it. Second, and our long-term listeners know exactly what's coming... It's the beginning of the month, and your vote at Podcast Alley is always appreciated. You can find a link on our homepage that will take you right there to vote. Feedback on the show is always welcome at show at manager-tools.com, or please drop by the discussion boards at www.manager-tools.com slash forums to ask questions or engage in the management topic debate of the day. As always, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to you joining us again next week. Until then, so long.